When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello everybody, good morning, welcome along to the Garibaldi Red podcast. I'm Max Hayes and with you hopefully for the next half an hour discussing a poor forest night. A disappointing forest night, an abysmal forest night. There's not much else to say really, is there? That's one win in 11 for Forest, four losses in a row and the biggest that of all, two away wins in 27. I'm joined by Reds fan and legend, Lisa Fox. Thought I'd introduce you and spread some positivity this morning, Lisa. Uh, good morning. How are you? And what did you make of the game last night? Uh, was poor from start to finish. And uh, the less said about it, the better. Yeah. Uh, Callum, you're also alongside us. What did you make of it? Uh, yeah, it was um, it was the worst performance since Everton on the weekend. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, we are live as well, so if anyone wants to get their comments on YouTube and Facebook, uh, then be sure to do that on Facebook, Nottinghamshire Live, and on here, Garibaldi Red on the YouTube channel. Uh, Lisa, in terms of the actual performance, when we kind of when I started watching it on the TV, I actually thought we're all right. We started all right. We started quite brightly. And then it was same old Forest where we conceded one, and then it was total capitulation from there, really, wasn't it? That seems to have been the story of the last four games, though, um, that we've started quite brightly and then it has just gone from bad to worse. And people just need to, the players just need to step up because last night was not acceptable on any level. I've woke up this morning feeling really sad and I'm still fuming um, because, you know, they're getting paid a hell of a lot of money and that then they're not playing for the manager. Um, and our fans, I, I've got to say, you know, for incredible as, as dismal as the performance was, the fans, they weren't clapping the players at the end. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, did you feel like it was a farewell, Callum, when you saw at the end Cooper kind of go over and he, and he called on the players to, to say sorry to the fans in a way and to apologise and he, Cooper held his, his hands up as well. It's quite a famous picture. It'll probably go down in Forest history. Do you think that maybe that was the end for him, perhaps? Do you think that was a, a, a goodbye or do you think it was more of a, a, an apology from the players at full time? I think that he, I think that he knows maybe that the writing's on the wall. I think it was sort of an apology and a farewell at the same time because he probably knows that might be the last time that he gets to gets to kind of acknowledge the fans face to face. After that, I think um, he doesn't know. He doesn't know where his future lies. He probably has a good idea. He's probably spoke to the owner um, recently and knows that he didn't have too many games to prove himself and one win in eleven now and that. That kind of result gets you the sack. Five nil loss to a team that you get promoted with as well. We got promoted at the same time as them, and 
we spent a lot more money than them and we didn't lay a glove on them at all. And I think that's where he's coming from. I think it's an apology and also just the fact that he knows it might be the last time that he, uh, that he sees them and pulling over the players to apologise as well. I think that was to let the fans know that he does he does lay some of the blame on last night on the players, which he should as well because they didn't put anything in for him at all. Yeah, there's media media reports coming out this morning that, um, especially from Talksport, saying that Cooper's been given one more game to save his job. Other reports came out last night saying he was close to getting the sack and that Maranakis was sounding out replacements. So it's ever evolving. It's always changing, and I mean. He has his press conference at half past 10 this morning. Steve Cooper is still expected to attend that. That's obviously ahead of the Wolves game on Saturday, which at the minute he'll be in charge for. Lisa, I suppose it's a really difficult question, given what the man has done for us in the past two years and the best manager, certainly in my lifetime, Premier League return for the first time in 23 years. Do you think a change is needed? Do you think that's what what would lift morale? What would get us out of this rot? Or do you think we give him time? We give him um, time to to prove himself and, and he previously got us out of rots. And Gemmo was saying on the last podcast that we did that there's no reason why Cooper can't get us out of this one. I think Coops himself was really pragmatic last night in his post-match interview where he said, at the end of the day, the, the, the board, the owners, will do what they think is best for the club. And if that is for us to have a change in manager, he will back that. Um, And, you know, no man is bigger than the club at the end of the day. No man is bigger than the club. And the results are poor. He's held his hands up and said, you know, he admits that it's not going the way that we'd like it to. Um, We've ridden the crest of a wave for the last two years with him. He took over at a point where we were staring League One in the face. Um, and that we didn't at that point see any way out of it. Same this time last year, rock bottom of the Premier League, again, didn't feel like we were going anywhere other than down. Um, this We have to be honest that the performances aren't anywhere near the level that we are expecting. You know, we've got World Cup winners that aren't anywhere near the squad. Our captain isn't anywhere near the squad. There does feel like there's a lot of unrest. And I think in the past, it's togetherness that has kept us together and kept us and got us through the bad patches. And last night's performance did not feel in any way, shape or form that the dressing room is behind our manager. And if that is the case, then there is a problem. Do I feel like somebody else could come in and make things better? I honestly don't know. I feel, I'm kind of in the middle on, in the fact that a change, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. And depending who comes in, we could get, get back on that self-destruct where we have a, a different manager every six months. And we have been a club that has cried out for stability for so, so long. I'm just concerned that if we do make that change and make that jump, wherever we go next isn't necessarily going to make it any better for us as fans. Um Yes, it's a football club. Yes, we've invested a hell of a lot of money. The man, or the owners invested a hell of a lot of money. Would I be surprised to see him make a change? No. Olympiacos have made another change yet again. You know, Carvajal's gone in there. How long's he going to last? Um, he was on the list as a forest manager not that long ago, um, as a as a want as a, a want to, to, for us to to have. Um, I don't know. I I just I worry for. The, the club's future, the team's future, um, but we do have players that are not performing and we need somebody that can get the best out of them. 
I feel like you're speaking for a lot of the Forest fan base there. Anyone watching, if you want to leave a comment, whether you are saying that Cooper is in or out, your opinion, we'd love to hear from you because I think the fans this season are, of course, a little bit more split. Expectations are slightly higher, which means people will be Cooper in and some people will be Cooper out. So if you want to leave your comments and we'll put those on the screen shortly as well. Callum, when you look back to the game and you look back to actually the first goal that, that, that Forrest conceded, a mistake from Sangari. Not to single out players, but I think that obviously the, the team performance on a whole last night was was so disappointing and so poor. But I think that just kind of summed up Forrest, that it that it was silly mistakes costing us again. And then it leads to going and conceding another one, another one. And like I mentioned earlier, just total capitulation, really. Yeah, I don't mind singling players out today, to be honest, because they were... I mean, Sangare, for starters, he's... he's put egg on my face because I really, really backed him and watched them for, for quite a long time. And I think they were chasing them for a long time as well as the player that could kind of change everything for us in terms of the actual tactics that we could actually change to a back four and have him in front of that to defend um, the back four, basically to protect them. And he's just, he's not done it. He's, he's sloppy on the ball. He loses the ball in key areas. He doesn't win it back. He's so slow trying to get back to defend and that that first goal yesterday was exactly that he lost the ball in in the midfield and then he's just he's barely walking back to to defend and even for one of I think it might have been the second goal it might have been when Murillo felt, felt like he had to step out of defense to to cover because Sangare wasn't doing anything and that kind of left that hole there for them to play through and yeah they they just don't seem to it's like Lisa said I, I don't really know who is going to get a tune out of them at the moment because we've seen Steve Cooper pull results out with teams like when you look at last season, some of the players we took to some of the stadiums and even the team that we got a point against City at home. And he's he's performed miracles with players. He took a team that was bottom of the championship to the Premier League. Um, Chris Hutton couldn't get anything out of them. And that's not me defending Cooper. I just worry about who is going to get something out of the players. It feels like a little bit like we were so excited about the recruitment in the summer. And when you actually look at the players that we got in now, one by one, it's starting to look a bit kind of like Ola Aina was amazing at one point. Yesterday, he was at fault for two or three of the goals. Um, Sangari, like I said, the record signing. <laughs> I, I've been hoping that he'd get better and better, but he just seems to be getting worse and worse. Um, Hudson-Odoi, he's injury prone. It feels like he's kind of not really up to fitness at all yet. It doesn't feel like we've got anything up front other than Alanga, maybe. Um, Origi looked okay for the first 20 minutes, but again, there was, I don't think he really, really touched the ball, so I don't know if we can really blame the strikers. So it just, it looks, it's, it's a bit of a worry, the players at the moment altogether, I think. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, it's an incredibly bleak time, really. Uh, and the comments aren't too positive either that we're getting in. Uh, Martin says, all the Cooper f- in fans keep saying, give him time. One, ele- one in 11 wins when it's going to be better every game. It is getting worse. And 5-0 yesterday surely has to be the end of Cooper. Uh, Dan says, blame the players and blame the person who is making the signings. Players can't do simple things. Pass, move, work. Does it really take a manager to get the players to do those things? It is basic stuff. How many academy players are coming through the ranks right now none that's an interesting point Lisa and it's often talked about in football clubs and of course Cooper is given the role of of head coach and that means often that there is somebody else making the signings somebody else making the recruitments Ross Wilson is is Maranakis's man day to day he's the chief operating football officer I think is his specific role how much do you think this slides down to a lot of the signings because I've just seen a comment there as well from somebody that talks about the high-profile signings not performing at the minute, the likes of Sangari, as Callum mentioned there, the likes of Morgan Gibbs-White. How much is this down to the signings rather than than almost tactically on the pitch? Because any manager perhaps would struggle to work with this current set of players at the minute. But they shouldn't. I mean, the, the calibre of the players that we have signed um, should be doing better. You know, you've, we, we have gone out there, we have chased Sangare all summer and, we, and you know, he can't even string two passes together at the minute. He's cost us a lot of money. He's, he's on a lot of money every week. And I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, I'll accept losing. I will accept losing four, five, six nil every, every day of the week if I can see that the players have given it their all and left it on the pitch. And there was none of that last night. Um, and it, it said it all for me that at the end of the game, um, Coops is asking the players to come over and applaud the fans. And some of them are standing laughing and joking in that centre circle. Um, and that they are the, they are the, the players that we, we've been loud in as the fact that, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to get us through this mess. Recruitment... Um, in the past hasn't necessarily always worked. We've seen it over the last 20 years um, that you, you sign somebody that you, you're going to be really excited about and it just doesn't work. It's a car crash. We've, we've, we need to learn from those mistakes, but unfortunately it's the Premiership and it, uh, now the Premier League is the draw. It's not Steve Cooper. It's not Nottingham Forest. It's the fact that they're playing in the biggest league in the world and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get whoever is in charge. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get the best out of those players. Yeah, David says, lack of ability, you can understand. Every professional football club should be able to run and close down opponents. Just look at Luton. I suppose that's an interesting point, isn't it, Callum? And the worry, I suppose, for Forrest, and I've seen a lot of of comments on social media, is that we've gone from having a side last season that almost a, a lot of the players in there knew what it meant for the football club to get promotion, knew what it meant to the city, knew what it meant to the fans and to Cooper and the ownership. This year, we've got another completely fresh squad it's completely new faces that potentially don't know what it means to the football club is that a worry do you think that's potentially why they're not showing that fight as Lisa mentioned there some of them laughing and joking in the centre circle at full time yesterday and Cooper actually having to call them over and also is it a worry now that teams like Luton are showing a lot more fight and desire and picking up points do you think Forrester are going to be in a relegation battle yeah, I mean, like the, the Luton thing, that was, yeah, I read that comment as soon as it came through. It was like us last season. We wanted to fight for every ball. Um, the fans were up for it. And I don't blame the fans for not being up for it most of the time now because the players aren't. There has to be a correlation there. We have to be putting everything in on the pitch for the fans to actually want it. When 
when you start in the game and the fans are up for it and then you can see 10 minutes in or 20 minutes on or however long it takes with just just playing point. I mean, even the Everton game was just 45 minutes. The first half was just embarrassing and the players the players aren't putting anything in. So how are the fans expected to? And that's what it's like now at Luton. It was like that at the City round last season. They were chasing every ball against Arsenal. They were putting Arsenal to the sword and the fans were, were going mental, even when they lost in the end. And it just seems to be like we had that. This is this might be why there's a second season syndrome, but we had that. And those most of those players are still here. I know that, like obviously, Joe Worrell and Tiazzi, they're they're local boys. But Mangala knew what it meant last season, and Morgan Gibbs White knew what it meant last season. It seems like Gibbs White still does. But some of the players coming in, Sangare's probably been told, "Look, come to us. We're going to trace Europe. That's what the owners." The owner's ambition is we're going to chase top half Europe. You'll be you'll be the man in the middle, kind of like maybe last last season. Palinia came to Fulham, probably got promised this kind of like if you perform, this is where you'll get to. And then he's getting offers from Bayern Munich, and that's probably what Sangare has come into. Realise that it's not as easy as that, not as rosy as that. He's not really putting the effort in. A lot of the players aren't really putting the effort in, and it seems like. Even some of the games at the start of the season, that team now is a contrast. We know that there's players there. Like we, we, we came back against Arsenal as well, and we played well away from home. And we did the same against Man United. But as soon as we scored two, we obviously conceded three and collapsed. But we know that there's there's a team there that can score goals. Um, and it feels almost like we've tried to improve the away form so much after last season that even like now we're scoring goals, we couldn't score away from goal uh, from home last season. It seems like now we're kind of performing in a certain way there, not enough to actually get a point or to win, but playing somewhat better at the start of the season. And then the home form's gone and now it's just kind of neither. No home form, no away form. And it just seems like there's, there's a collective kind of, they've just all given up. And like you said, Luton, I, I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they've got good players, but they've got a system. They know which players work in that system. You're looking at some of the players in that team and you're thinking, how are they even in the Premier League? I know some might sound disrespectful, but that's just how it is, looking at some of the players. But they have a system. They have the fans behind them. They're playing and they're fighting for everything. And we're not. We're just kind of the opposite at the moment. And we're just kind of sleepwalking into a relegation battle. So it does feel like we're getting there if this, if this continues to answer the question. Yeah, Callum, and you mentioned there about the expectations and Sangari maybe coming in and, and Marinakis and the ownership telling him that we'll be aiming for for, for a top 10 finish and, and hopefully a European side in the next few years. Lisa, do you think the expectations are too high this season from the owners and even possibly the fans? I think the expect uh, the expectation from the fans is purely to, to pro- is for progression. Um, I mean, that's my personal opinion. And, and I know that progression in some ways, has just meant not getting battered 5-0 away, um, which Arsenal, first you know, first game of the season, we are, we, it was progression because we didn't, we didn't get battered. We, we gave a performance. But I think the problem for us has been as soon as Tywo got injured, it was game over and we have got no plan B. There is no plan B because we're not scoring goals, we're not creating and our, our most creative player is being played out of position. Um and those that we have recruited in in instead of Brennan, um, for example, Sangare is not the not the light for light replacement. Yes, we sold Brennan and got in got in Sangare last day of the of the transfer window, um, and he was our big money signing as the as one went out the door. But we didn't actually replace Brennan with anybody that has got the pace um, and the the 
assists and, and minutes that and the power that can actually do what what we want. And he is he was one of those players that Cooper trusted. Um, yes, Ilanga has started quite well. He's he's trying pretty hard, um, but I don't think he's got the backing. I don't think he's got the um, player behind him that. You, you know, it's not he's not Ren and Lodi, is it? You know, and we have if you're talking about Sangare, it, it took Lodi the, a very big t- long time last year to actually hit the ground running and settle into the 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 way the culture of of how we work and how how England works, I guess. Um, and so that um, for Sangare, I'm kind of yeah, give him some time, but we are on a free free for all, and it just feels like things are just not going well and. On Saturday, the guy that sits behind me, it was all Sangari's doing this wrong, Sangari's doing that wrong. But as soon as Sangari went off, nothing really changed. Um, and it is really hard. You can't just pick out the one. I think, you know, we've, we've spoken before about um, the AFCON being a problem in January. I don't think it is. I don't think we're going to miss any of those players other than Mangala. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. And I'd seen it all on Twitter as well last night, Lisa. Uh, Adam says, you can see the body language and behaviour of the players. It is not respectful for Cooper. He has clearly lost the dressing room. Uh, Mark says, feel so, so sorry for Cooper. Uh, the, clearly the players are letting him down. Uh, I suppose the hard question to ask, and I, and I do hate to ask it, given what the guys achieved for the football club. Callum, are you... Are you Cooper in? Are you are you Cooper out? Do you think maybe now the time is 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 to make a change? Is that what you think might get us out of this rot? It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, I was Cooper in. I was Cooper in massively last season um, and this season as well. I took one foot out against Everton. Um, I feel like the second foot almost came out last night. It was um, yeah, I, it's the away form, isn't it? There's, you can't win two games over two seasons away from home and not win win one game in 11 games. It's it's unfortunate because of everything that he's done. I feel like maybe he has lost the players. Um, the tactics aren't perfect. Sometimes there's there's obvious mistakes. Like I felt yesterday personally, like leaving Gibbs White out was a mistake. I feel like leaving him on the right wing throughout the whole season has been a mistake. Um, bringing on Joe Worrell against Luton, rather than Niakate, I felt like that was a mistake. And as much as, as good as he's done um, for us and as good as we know he is as a manager, I feel like he's still learning. I feel like in five, ten years, he might be at some uh, like a special level. I feel like he will get up there. Um, but at the moment, while we're learning and while he's learning and while the players aren't performing for him, I feel like it might be it just need the, the squad might just need a kick, a kick up the backside to just get in form and, and play for someone. Um, maybe the tactics be a bit better, maybe be someone who can perform away from home, I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't feel nice to say Cooper out, it doesn't feel right to say Cooper out. Um, I don't want to sit on the fence either, but I think, yeah, I think after last night, losing 5-0 to Fulham, um, oh yeah, I think I think I was, I think I'm not Cooper out, but I think it's going to happen and I, I can see why it's going to happen. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Do you agree, Lisa? Do you think that maybe it is time for a change and you look at clubs like Villa in the past that have progressed slowly through the years and look where they are now and and they had to change their manager twice uh, after Dean Smith? Like I said at the beginning, it is a be careful what you wish for Um, and we have historically changed coaches, managers so many times and it hasn't worked. Um, But we can't be sentimental and... Whilst, I, again, I, I am with Callum on that. I'm not Cooper out. I'm not really Cooper in. I am in that what will be will be. Um, it's going to be sad. Whatever happens, it's going to be sad because he has done so much for this club over the last two years. Um, and it's, it, it's it's really emotional. You know, it's yeah. he gets us. That's, that's the problem, that he gets us. And the next man in, it could just be a payday. And we go on that spiral back to the championship. And I don't really want that either. <laughs> so so can, we, can we just... Find a happy medium. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But but Callum, just like Lisa mentioned there, it is an emotional time. I'm sure for you, the, the probably best day of your Forest supporting life was Wembley. The same for me. No manager ever gave us that before. For me, he's, he's, he's the best manager in my lifetime. He'll always be remembered as a legend. And that's why it potentially is hard. You know, I've just seen a comment there saying, well, that's Callum kind of you saying that you can't say, oh, you, you know, you, you're too afraid to say Cooper out. But then in the same way, it's very difficult to actually say those words because of what he's done for the football club. Yeah, it's horrible. It's um, a lot of people lost, have had different kind of connections with the club over the years. And he has collectively brought us all together um, to feel the same way. I, I've never felt anything like it supporting the club. Um, last night, I had to delete my tweet because I'd worded it incorrectly. But I said that we won't feel that that day at Wembley again. Like even if we go down and it takes 23 years to go back up, like it's that first time is a special feeling. If we go, if we go down this year and then go back up, it's just like a kind of Norwich thing, isn't it? And it's like, great, we're back up there now. This is where we're supposed to be. That first time going up, that first day at Wembley, and then even the day that we stayed up against Arsenal, that was just as special as the day at Wembley for me. Um, if we stay up this season, will it feel that special? Probably not, because everyone will think that we should have stayed up anyway. Um, if we go down, it will feel horrendous. It's, nothing will ever compare to that. And he gave us those two days. And it, last season was so like, the two seasons, the, the season we went up and the season we stayed up were so different for two different reasons. Because the first season, he brought us from nothing to something. And the second season, we had to fight to actually stay. We were losing games consistently after winning games consistently the season before. And we've been through two kind of different emotions with him. And you just can't change that after what we've after what we've witnessed. When I was growing up, we were in League One. I, I don't remember it too well, but we were in League One, and then we were in the Championship for so many years that every season I would just kind of think, "Is this the season? Have we got the players? Have we got the right manager? Have we got the right blend to get out of this league?" It seems impossible with the parachute payments. I remember dreaming that Albert Adoma would score the winner for us in the playoff final, and it's it's, like, it's funny to think about now. But he he gave us something like if we'd have stuck with Chris Hewton at the time we'd be in the championship right now. If we'd have swapped for Rafa Benitez last season, we'd be in the championship right now. So it's, it's not that easy. And it's like Lisa says, it's, um, 
I love our owner and I love his ambition and I love how much money he's put into the club. But in terms of picking managers, he's not always perfect. I'm sure Dane Murphy had a big hand in bringing Steve Cooper in because we, he didn't bring in the best managers before, but like Carlos Carvajal at Olympiacos. Now, we could have bought in Chris Wilder instead of Steve Cooper um, at the time. And I think we'd still be in the championship now. So it's, it's not that easy to just go, yeah, let's just turn our back on him. But when you're being realistic, it's it's hard not to say that it might be the best thing right now. So it's it's not a simple yes or no sort of thing, I don't think. Yeah, and FFC 1865 said he's definitely not Premier League standard. Cooper has to go. He's tactically inept and championship at best. Swansea fan worried us about the football that we are seeing. Uh, Martin says, Lisa, we will not go down under a new manager. We changed managers in the championship. So any new manager had the pressure of getting us up. We are up. So a new manager's pressure is to keep us up in our position now as we can get quality, uh, get a quality manager. And that is the problem, isn't it? With football, like you said, Lisa, be careful what you wish for. Because if a new manager came in and didn't hit the ground running, and my concern mainly would be the relationship that they had between the fans. The fans have had an incredible relationship with Cooper. They'll sing his name when we're 5-0 down. They've backed him all the way. He'll always be thanking the fans after travelling 300-odd miles across the country to watch us home and away. But this is the problem, is if we get somebody else in and they don't hit the ground running and, and a few poor results, then it, then, it, then it really could be a downward spiral from there. And that's where it's different. I mean, I, I, Martin's comment, I completely agree with him. You know, at the end of the day, it's a results business. And... And it is a business for our owner. It's a business. And what he is looking for is that somebody doing the job to the best of their ability. And we we need somebody that is going to keep us in the premiership. I don't think that we're going to get relegated. Um, there are 100% three worse teams than us. But at the moment, on the run that we're on, one win in 11, two wins away from home in the past season and a half it's not acceptable and in, and if i was in the position that coops is in in my job i would be under a lot of pressure um so i get that completely um but i, I i'm assuming martin is cooper out um but who would you bring in you know i mean at the end of the day we are fans so we want to go and enjoy our football cooper has brought us together like no other manager I can remember other than Cluffy and Frank Clark, um, which shows my age in comparison to you guys. Um, and But at, the, at those times, and I think that's where it hurts the most, because under Cluffy, under Frank, we were enjoying the highs constantly. We were we were up there within the top six teams in the country at that point. And then that, that relegation under Clough hurt more than anything. Um, we're now at the point where I don't, I don't think we'll get relegated, but do we need to change the manager to stay in the league? It's not my decision. Wayne says that Neil Warnock's the man. I don't I don't even want to really uh, reply to that comment, to be honest. Um, in, in terms of Callum, in, in, I've just seen a comment there about Chris Wood and we saw Divock Origi play last night and, OK, he might have offered a little bit more and, and physicality-wise can be more of a uh, presence up there at the top but Forrest are really lacking that attacking outlet and and Chris Wood and Divock Origi these are uh, uh, names these are Premier League strikers and as Lisa mentioned earlier this squad on paper should be doing better so and, and I know it's a really difficult question to answer but but why I suppose are players like Chris Wood and Divock Origi not performing and and doing what strikers should do which is ultimately score goals um I think I don't think we I don't think we're a side that plays to Chris Wood's strength. I think we're a side that plays to Taiwo Oani's strengths. And we we 
need that kind of player that's involved fast, can get in behind, can put the ball in the back of the net. Every time the ball comes to Chris Wood, it kind of slows, it slows everything down. It takes him a long time to kind of adjust his body to figure out where he's going to pick the pass. Um, we, I don't, I mean, you kind of just want to put the ball on his head, don't you? So we've done it a few times. Sergio already found him twice against Sheffield United. But that's not our entire game. And it's kind of like, I feel like he was bought as that kind of sub to, if we're, if we need a goal, we can just throw him up there and launch the ball in the box. Um, Origi was always a super sub for Liverpool. He's never really um, started and really done anything. He, didn't, he hasn't done anything at AC Milan. I feel like, again, he might have just been brought in for a bit of depth just in case anything does happen. And we've kind of left ourselves now with a one-year injured without really a starting striker, a striker that plays to our ability. Um, and it's difficult with the... It's difficult with the circumstances, with the amount of players we've had to bring in at separate times. And when we bought Chris Wood in, it was in January, so strikers weren't really... It's, it's hard to buy strikers in January, especially for an amount. That's why we paid so much for him. Um, but we don't, they don't really suit our style of play, and it's, it's really frustrating. And we're, we're lacking a little bit for depth on the wings as well. Um, if hudson Adoy's out, then we've, we've got to play Gibbs-White on the wing. Um, I did I did think when we kind of made all those signings and got rid of certain players and everything like that, that we'd left ourselves a little bit short front. But as a fan, you just kind of hope that no one gets injured and everything's going to be okay. I got football manager as soon as it came out and Hudson-Odoi and Alanga were injured in my first game. And I was like, right, <laughs> I haven't got anyone. It's very realistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not realistic at all. But that was when I was like, oh no, we actually haven't got anyone to, to fill those spaces. And you see it now with a one year out. And it's, it's just not the two kind of strikers that we, we need to play with. Origi might be a little bit more, but I don't think he's up to the pace and he's always been used as a super sub. Um, something needs fixing with that. And that's, I think that's where a lot of the fans' frustration comes from as well. I feel like it's just a little bit like against Everton. We had three defensive midfielders without really any creativity. And then Chris Wood up there. And then Gibbs Y out of position. And it's like, how do you get the ball to Chris Wood? How do you play to Chris Wood's advantages when there's not really any creativity in there? Um, so it just seems a little bit lopsided everywhere around the squad and it needs fixing in January. I do think we need a striker a big time, if not two, maybe a striker and a winger. Yeah, that need, leads us quite nicely into a comment from Steve. He says, sorry if this has already been asked, but what can we do in the transfer window to shake things up and create some competition for key places? That is a big point, isn't it, Lisa? Whatever manager is here in January... The big question is, is how on, how on earth do you fix what is currently broken? How on earth do you get these players in? Callum mentioned there how difficult it is to sign strikers and, and even to sign players in the January transfer window. You always end up pay, paying a, a lot more. In terms of positions and in terms of players that we need through the door, is this a case where we're going to see, Lisa, do you think, 10 signings again come in <laughs> and a completely new squad? And I suppose this depends on the managerial situation. Or do you think a bit of patience, a bit of stability and potentially just one or two kind of key additions through the door, one of those being a striker? Well, we've seen over the last two January transfer windows that Forrest have been quite astute. And the January transfer window uh, in 22 um make was the difference between us staying in the championship and getting promoted for me. Um, last January, it wasn't quite as, as busy. Um, we, I think this January coming, we'll probably see more going out than we will coming in. And it will also depend on whether we, ha if, if rumours are to be believed, uh, there could be a possible transfer uh, embargo incoming. So hands might be tied anyway. Um, 
so I mean, but the, the problem for me, the prices are always inflated in January. And if people know, if clubs know that we are desperate for a striker, it's going to be inflated even more. Um, and it's whether the owner will then be prepared to put any more money in uh, to a club that at the moment really isn't working. But managerial position um, could dictate that, that if you've got a new manager in, generally it's likely to be that he's going to want his own players coming in too. So um I expect to see a couple of new faces and I, and I agree a winger and a striker is a must. At the moment, we have far too many square pegs in round holes, um, as it's been said in the past, and it's just not working. Three defensive midfielders doesn't work. We haven't got a lot of creativity at the moment and you can't keep scapegoating Wood and Origi because we're not getting the ball up there. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, in terms of the January transfer window, in terms of a new manager coming in, it's an incredible job for a manager to try and turn around a current team. But for then, if we if you're getting signings, and I mean, I suppose whether Cooper would be given actually until January to see where we are. But then I've just seen a comment there and saying, you know, how much longer can this go in, go on? I think I think the most concerning point for me is not only this rot, but two away wins in 27. If you were a football club owner and you were invested investing the money. Surely you'd be thinking of making a change ahead of a transfer window. Hundred um, percent. That you know, the, every week I'm, I'm sure there is the, the way that the performances have gone in the last two months since the since the October transfer window. Really, um, I think the question must be being asked as to do we have the best man for the job in place at the moment, and who will come in and do a better job with the players that we've got. Um, Coops has obviously done enough so far to convince the powers that be that he is still the man for the job. Um, but with it, you know, De- December, the games are thick and fast, and that might be the reason that he is still where he is. Um, but something has got to change, and whether that is personnel, whether that is the, the players that he is using, um, whether he has to sort of find a plan B, uh, because there isn't one. Who knows? It's it's a it's extremely difficult position to be in. Um, I wouldn't want to be in Steve Cooper's shoes, and I wouldn't really want to be in Marinakis's shoes because he has to get somebody that is going to fit with us um, and get results pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, contrary to reports this morning about Cooper maybe going or, or being given one more game, uh, he is doing a c- press conference as we speak. That will obviously be ahead of the Wolves game. So it looks like at the current moment, Callum, he'll be in charge for the Wolves game. I'm going to ask you the very simple question. <laughs> what needs to change for the Wolves game? <laughs> um, for the Wolves game, I I don't know. I think um, something I wanted to see yesterday was the wingers and Gibbs White in the 10 and just go for it with um, Sangare and Mangala in midfield. But now I don't really trust Sangare um, to cover if we have a two in midfield. I think it might actually be worth changing to a back three, potentially, maybe. Um, I think then it gives Murillo the licence to come out of defence. Because, to be honest with you, Murillo's probably been one of our best attackers or maybe our best kind of of creative player to come out of defence and actually... Um, make something happen. So it might be worth changing to a back three, putting Murillo in there, letting him kind of have that license to um, leave the back three, hang around in midfield a little bit, um, and then have, I don't know, I haven't actually, I haven't really, I think you'd probably have Aina at right wing back and I think Toffolo maybe if he could, because he's, he's, we know that he's one of the best crossers in the team. I don't know if he's particularly a wing back. Um, 
the whole lineup off the top of my head, I couldn't really think, but I think maybe turning to a back five would probably be the the one thing I could think of, especially away from home. It's what he did last time, last season against Brighton to change things um, and shore the defence up. Um, I would definitely not drop Gibbs White again. I would try and have as much, I, maybe even trying to drop a striker and put in Gibbs White in the um, false nine. I don't know. It's He hasn't really tried. He's tried everything other than kind of the most attacking thing he could do. But after last night, maybe it's not the best idea. So maybe it might be worth reverting to um, three at the back. Yeah. Lisa, in terms of the Wolves game, um, and people keep the comments coming, tell us what your predictions are for Forest Wolves and, and we'll get those on screen. How can you see the Wolves game going? Can you see, try and shed some positivity for us on this dark, ra- dark rainy morning? I'm just looking out my window here in Manchester and it's just raining and I just feel like it just adds to the current mood. It always rains in Manchester. <laughs> it does, it does. That. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing <laughs> new. I mean, I think we have set up far too defensively over the over the last few games and it hasn't worked. Um, and so we do, we do need to do something different. I would like to see Gibbs White back in there. I mean, I'm, I was, I think, as shocked as anybody to have, see him dropped yesterday because if, if as you know, he was the man Cooper wanted all last summer. Um, and for me, you don't drop someone like him on a game where you're job could depend on it um so but no man is bigger than the club um but I would I would get Morgan Gibbs White back in there I agree with with Callum again play that false nine we have to go on the attack um and he's, he can only go with the personnel that he's got available uh which which makes it a lot harder but it's we need to see some passion and desire from those players you know last season I felt that uh our season turned at Liverpool away and the, the week before, I thought, you know, we're down here. This isn't. This really isn't good. The, the game against Liverpool, we we saw some fight, we saw some desire, we saw some passion from the players. Um, we haven't had that for the last two or three games. It, it really is. It, it's really starting to make me angry that you know we're we're paying our money. Coops' job's on the line and he hasn't got players that are playing for him. You know, at the end of the day, they're on a lot of money and they are paid to do a job and they're not doing it. Um, I want to see that on Saturday whoever that first 11 is out there. Um, and on an, another note from that, I also think Liverpool away this season was the turning point of what's kind of gone wrong. Um, and we've talked a lot about players today. The one player that we haven't talked about, the one position that we haven't talked about at all, is the goalkeeper. So, Lisa, the question then being, and I've just seen a comment that says, Vlacadimos is much worse than Turner. Do you think since changing the go- the keeper, it's gone wrong. There, there is only so much you can blame, though. Surely, on you know that's two keepers for Forest, and all right, the the performances have almost got worse since the keepers come in. But can you really blame the keeper, Lisa? I always feel that if you've got a defensive line that has got confidence in their keeper, they play better. And do you think that? And, and Callum, do you think that the, the defensive line has faith in Blackademios? I don't know. I haven't seen him make a save yet. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure how. I'm not sure how good he is. I don't. But Turner's just. I've seen him make mistakes and barely made a save as well. I, I don't know. I think we've. I think we've. That's a position that we've messed up on. As soon as we let Samba go, I think we've just. We've. I mean, I think probably I would. I thought Navas wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be, but I think he was better than the two that we've got at the moment. Um, obviously, the Dean Henderson thing kind of was all over the place. He's injured now, so that that was kind of the right call not to bring him back. But um, 
no, I don't trust either of the goalkeepers. Um, I don't trust either of the right backs at the moment. I don't trust many of the midfielders. I don't trust the strikers. It's 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 really changed really quickly because at the start of the season, I was going, wow, Ola Aina, one of the best free signings that we've had. It was the same as Aurier last season. Aurier's come back and he's showing what he was like at Spurs. It's just like you look around all these positions now and the funniest thing is that I probably, the one player that I trust more than anyone of the Murillo is probably Harry Toffolo and he couldn't get into the side last season. Um, I don't really look at many of the positions and think maybe Steve Cooper doesn't know his best side now. Maybe that's why he dropped um, Aurier for Aina quite quickly and maybe that's why he brought Aurier in quite quickly um, last week against Everton. Maybe that's why he doesn't trust Chris Wood now and he's brought Regan. and it doesn't seem like he knows his best 11. Maybe he doesn't have a best 11. Um, with so many new players, you see so many things, so many flashes of brilliance in certain areas and now we're kind of seeing where, where they're not so good. So that's why it's... it's as much as it's easy to blame the manager and with the we, we can because of the away form over the last two seasons and everything that we kind of know why he's under pressure. Um, but the players themselves are just not covering themselves in glory. And yeah, the goalkeepers, I don't trust either of them. I've seen Turner come out almost all the way out of his box against Liverpool when we were trying to chase a goal and just leave the goal open wide to Mo Salah. So what do you do there, Wayne Hennessy? No. So yeah, I don't really, I don't know with any of them. Yeah, uh, Paul says Wolves 4-0 Forest, Gripper 2-0 Forest, Robert says 1-0 Wolves. Um, nice and positive to end probably there. I think that does us nicely. Uh, Lisa, thanks for your time this morning. You're welcome. Let's, <laughs> let's hope that we uh, <laughs> come away let's hope, yeah. being a little bit more positive. Well, my positive is that I've got to stand next to you in the away end for 90 minutes against Wolves, so that will be fun. Uh, Callum, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I do hope that... Uh, it goes okay, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I think me and Lisa might just go for a... I, don't, I, I was about to say Sunday roast then, but it's on a Saturday. Thanks everyone for the comments. Keep up to date with us, Red underscore on Twitter. We will be back next Monday for our main episode. Me and Sarah Clapson will be back. But until then, keep up to date with us on Nottinghamshire Live and Nottingham Forest News, and we will see you very soon. Fingers crossed that Forest can turn this around. We'll see you next time. 